Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Can you teach me how to 
folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. We have made it. Thank, thank God. We have made it to Friday. Oh, you guys. Wait, wait, what? Are you kidding? They're here? Wait, we just did a musical track. You what? Guys, I can't believe that I have the pleasure to do this. We're going to do two songs today because we have one of my favorite girl groups of all time. We have... The OC Reels with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, the OC Reels. Sometimes I'm a good girl, sometimes I'm not. I live for the moment, cause it's all I've got. Ain't gonna let nothing ever hold me back. I want heaven on earth and nothing less than that. Okay, we're back. Uh, that was the OC Reels. Now, if you don't know who the OC Reels are, you're you're not paying attention. Real Housewives of Orange County on their season finale last week, which I didn't get to cover because I went to Coachella. What a huge mistake that was. Uh, they ended the season with that song written by, by Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes, Richard's uh, wife. And you guys know my feelings about Richard Marks. I love Richard Marks dearly, and he already popped up once this season. And I always thought nothing could tarnish Richard's reputation in my eyes. And and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> this did it. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> but I, I've, I've got a long and complicated history with this song now because I saw it. I immediately hated it. Felt very sad, very uncomfortable. Really thought, what a what a horrible way to end the season. <laughs> it's really, because they're all up on stage in Shannon's backyard, and John, John Jansen's like, yeah, damn it, yeah, I'm John Jansen. Let's rock. Rah! Let's see those titties, Shannon, yeah. I'm John Jansen. 
he's always like just high. I always think of John Jansen now as just very just really just anger just bubbling underneath the surface. But they're all dressed up like '80s rockers at Shannon's rock and ribs party because she loves rock and she likes to make ribs. We can just call it a party. We don't have to name everything. And they premiere this song. And I just love, I love these things where, you know, just some people just aren't meant to do it. Like Dr. Jen is like, cause it's all I got. I got to tell you, I, I watched the first part of the reunion and Dr. Jen said maybe two things. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I, listen, I try, I, I was so supportive of Dr. Jen and her cement leg, but it, it's going to be one and done with her. I really don't foresee her coming back at all, unless n- next week is the last reunion, two-part reunion. Thank God it's not three or four. Um, and I'm, I'm just, unless she really, I don't even know what she could do to cor- course correct the the season she has had like she almost got there like she was almost almost there and you know what we're not going to fault dr jen we're going to fault the producers for not making her interesting enough i guess i don't know but uh, that song i wanted so yeah so i hated the song immediately okay the next morning i wake up i still hate it i hate it even more then i go to coachella i see a lot of musical acts i still hate it while i'm watching the other musical acts but then I think around Sunday, I was really tired. Then I was like, and then I was kind of like, it'd be cool if they played this in the Sahara tent with the DJs. And I was like, I do whatever I want to, whatever I, and then I was like, it's kind of like a feminine anthem kind of. And then I was like, man, if we put some real vocalists on this thing, this thing could fly. And then I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And then I was like checking, trying to find it. And I rewatched the season finale so I could do a really quick recap of that before we get to the reunion. And now I think I it might be my favorite song in the world. Like it 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 might stand the test of time. It's really catchy, and I that completely goes that in a, that goes back to I'm going to take credit for that because I've always stood up for Richard Marks. That guy can write a song. That guy knows his way around a hit. Right. Right? Everybody's shaking their heads yes, right? You guys, like I said, we made it to the weekend, and you're your boy, man. Like I <clears throat> I'm a little bit I slept so long. Like after I, I finished up last night with you guys, I did a Patreon episode and then put that out and then went to bed. And I slept for like it was one of those where you'd wake up for like five minutes and fall back asleep for like hours. I think I slept for like 13 or 14 hours consecutively and if you know me like the the only like it's just I just don't do that like it's it it, and then it got to a point where I couldn't stop sleeping where it was like fuck I need to get up like somebody slapped me like I it was I I was just in this kind of sleeping daydream and then I was like what are you doing man and then you get depressed because you're like oh man I've missed so many things so many things are happening so many uh, I'm still shadow banned on Instagram I told you guys this yesterday so I found out because they let you monetize your account now because uh, they're trying to pay people to do reels to compete with TikTok. And so I put out a reel and they said, oh, do you want to monetize this? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I filled it out and they said, sorry, you're not available to monetize until July 18th. They gave me a three-month shadow ban. 
And that is like bullshit for putting this, for putting a, ah, it makes me so angry. Please, Mr. Instagram, if you are listening, give me back my account. You will make me go completely over to TikTok and then you'll be begging me to come back. How dare you, Mr. Instagram or Mrs. Instagram, the whole Instagram family. Um, is that, did everybody have a good week? I feel like I, as, as much as I've talked to you guys, I feel like I haven't. I've been very disconnected from the outside world this week more than any other. It really has been about trying to uh, to get better. Uh, my birthday's on Monday, and I'm not looking forward to that. I never look forward to my birthday any anymore. Um, <clears throat> and I, the, the only thing you can hope is just to get through it without sadness. You know, your birthday usually is for other people at this point. It's just... I, I get, uh, you know, eh, I get like scared, you know, you're just like, oh, you know, it's, it's, and it's one of those things too. I don't know if you guys are like me where you want people to ignore it, but then you're like upset if they ignore it too much. Like it's never like, that's how big of a dipshit I am. It's like you, I want to be ignored, but I don't want to be ignored too much. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I just, I'm, a, I'm just going to be a miserable person for the rest of my life. That's what it, uh, that's what it's shaping up to be. Um, I hope you guys are going to have the best weekend ever. I hope you've had the best week ever. I, like I said, I feel like I haven't talked to you at all, even though we've talked all week. And I got to say, even though I was really deathly ill, I, I, um, we, uh, I feel like we still got some good content out of it. I feel like that Summer House episode was good. The Kardashian episode with Lex Nico, I had so much fun. I got some really good compliments about that. Um, and I will say this, you guys. I dealt with somebody that I, I think maybe listened to the podcast. I'm not sure, but they were in my... DMs and I, I get to see whatever's there first. And this person DM'd me and was like, Are you, I'm beginning to think you're paid by the Kardashians. Another one of this. And it was just like real, like hit me at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was like, Oh, LOL, I'm not paid by the Kardashians, but I totally get it if you need to unfollow me. And she unfollowed me, which is great. Like, that's what you should do. But you don't even need to comment, just click unfollow. Like, this is the shit I find funny. This is the shit I find interesting. Like I always said, like I always say, go find your bliss, but you don't need, it's it's not like a group project. You're not here to like help me uh, build my humor or try to laser focus it onto just what you like. Um, and I say that really trying to say that as loving as possible. Uh, Cause it's only a few people that kind of do that stuff where it just is like, Whoa, like, you know, podcasts, you could start one and Instagram accounts, you can start one too. Like do that. But like, the thing is, if you don't like Kardashian posts or Instagram, like it, it, it's so easy. There's so much stuff out there. And as much as it pains me to not be everything to everyone, I can't, I just, I mean, I would drive myself crazy and I would have to read a lot of messages like that. And it just super bums me out, especially when I'm feeling sick. But I'm glad she unfollowed me. I hope she can go find her bliss elsewhere on the internet. And uh, and then I blocked her. Because <laughs> you know what? Like, at this age, I just, I'm not going to play anymore. It's like, you know what? You chose to do that. I'm not going to, you're not coming back. Like, it, it, it's good. Just, it's good. Okay. Are we, are we, <laughs> it really took a dark turn. I felt like I was in the Johnny Depp trial for a while. I, uh, I told Miss Heard that, uh, that uh, she could smoke a little of my marijuana. Are you guys watching that trial? It's insane. It's not insane. It's it's weirdly fascinating. He talks, Johnny Depp talks so slow. And I got to tell you, like before this trial started, it really shows you the power of perception. I thought I was firmly in Amber Heard's corner from what I had read. And then all of this stuff comes out and 
I don't know. Like I, 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 I'm having somebody on next week on the show to help me through this and to kind of answer a lot of my questions that I have. But it's weird when you start here, like that, that, that's the unfortunate thing about life, right? Or the fortunate thing about life is there are two sides to every story. No one person is completely evil. No one person is completely good. And some people just aren't meant to be together. And that's what I feel like we're specifically hearing are two people that should never, ever have been together. And uh, it, it's, I, I don't know, man, but it is wild because when you watch these things, you watch your pop culture history and you're just like, damn, it is painful to watch Johnny Depp get older, you know? And you're sitting there looking at Amber Heard and she has this kind of weird pout on her face the whole time, which is just so weird, the concept of looks in general, right? Like everything now is look-based. You know, the cardinal sin in this country is to be ugly. You know, that's that's the thing we look at. Even I was just going like, oh yeah, she had this weird pout on. You know, I'm looking at the pout more than the content sometimes. And I feel like we do that. And that's what pop culture kind of encourages. What's the hot hot young thing? You know, what looks the best? What's the best OC Reel song? You know, (laughs) it's very, uh, it's very hard, man. And when you, when you argue things in the court of public, public perception, which listen, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for $50 million. She's suing him back for a hundred million dollars. Now, Neither of them, I think, have two pennies to rub together at this point. Johnny Depp, I think, is famously broke, like, and owes millions at this point. And Amber, I don't think, has anywhere near, you know, I mean, she probably probably has $5 million, which is, I could live off two lifetimes from with that. But, uh, you know, the, the one thing that keeps sticking out to me, I don't know if you guys heard this was that when she originally got, I believe the settlement from Johnny Depp in the first place years ago, she said she was going to give all that money to the children's hospital. And then there's an actual children's hospital letter years later to Mrs. Heard wondering where that money, Miss Heard wondering where that money had, uh, had gone to, they had never received it. So things like that kind of wig me out. And I was talking about this in terms of the Kardashians yesterday about not being able to believe people anymore, believe things and, and, and being kind of conspiratorial of like how many things are planned out, how many things are done for the camera. I mean, tonight's OC, for example, you're just, you're wondering what, you know, I was, I was rewatching Heather DeBro's very like soap opera scene with Shannon Bedore earlier this season where she was like, it is not a threat. It is a promise. I will tear you limb from limb and feed you to the alligators. You know, like she really sold that. And then part of me was like, yeah, but like Heather knows there's like a tight shot on her face. I wonder if she's overly selling that because she knows this is a TV show and she's bringing it, you know? I don't like that about myself lately. I don't like that I'm kind of looking at the underneath instead of just kind of being absorbed and taken away by the story. But I will say, I guess, when there's not much story to be absorbed and taken away on, like an OC this season, that it's okay for me then to to do things like that. (laughs) I will say, for as much as I defended OC this season... I will come to the end of it and say this was not a great season. It was better than last season. I will say that. That was a very painful COVID season for me. But this was not a great season. And it kind of, it just kind of ended like a stale fart. It was just, there was nothing. There was just, it was like, it was like nothing. It was so 
painful. And the elements are there. Like, I think there's a good show in there. I just don't know what it would take to pull that out at this point. And like I said, I think last week or even maybe this week is that I think they really have to look at potentially changing whoever runs that show. We might be relying too heavily on the past. Uh, I am still not in the camp of bring our girls back, Tamara and Vicky. I'm not in that camp. Like I say, that'll be fun for three episodes. And then we're back to the bullshit. And we have to look at Tamara's son, Ryan, again, and all his bullshit. Like, you know, I think Tamara's in a good spot with her her podcast and her, uh, doesn't she sell like, uh, what's the v- THC things, the vapes? Um, and she, she's doing ultimate girls trip. Like she's got shit. She's, you know, and also people like, wouldn't you love just being like, you know, she's already kind of a, a housewives legend. Like why come back? You realize they desperately want to come back just because it means more money because you've already got the, you know, as far as you're going to go in terms of other people, uh, you know, the fandom, like, I don't know if Tamara would earn too many more fans at this point. Does that make sense? Do you guys agree with that? Or do you paint like, no, we need them back. I just always think it's really unreliable to rely on the past, to rely on the past where I remember I'm old enough to remember when we wanted her off the show because she had been there too long. And now we want her back on like, that just seems to be part of housewives fandom is that we want them gone. They're gone. And after a couple of years, we want them back. Like that's really, if you look at it, that's usually the case for everybody except for Lydia from OC. They brought back Lydia and nobody had asked for her back. Like they were like, wait, you brought Lydia back? The unicorn? Okay. Weird. Oh, that's not where, oh, that that's not exactly where I thought you were going with. Okay. Weird. I think at this point you don't want Kelly Dodd back. But who knows, in a couple seasons, we'll probably get the calls for her to come back. Uh, But we do got to talk about this in terms of a story that just came out in regards of NeNe Leakes. Now, NeNe is what I would consider on the Mount Rushmore of Housewives. She truly is. She truly is. Real Housewives Atlanta from season one just did amazing, amazing work. But we got this story yesterday, and I didn't get to talk about it. NeNe Leakes has sued Andy Cohen and the Real Housewives of Atlanta production companies for allegedly encouraging a racist and hostile workplace environment. Leaks claims that as well as fostering a racist and hostile workplace environment, Housewives executives, including Andy Cohen, forced her out of the show to prevent her from speaking out about the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020. So you could read the report. It's it's uh, it's uh, available online. But uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, it said, uh, you know, the production was racially insensitive with their behavior. Uh, They not only allowed it to occur, but they also rewarded that kind of behavior. NBC, Bravo, and True, which I believe is the production company, foster a corporate and workplace culture in which racially insensitive and inappropriate behavior is tolerated, if not encouraged, the documents say. Um, The lawsuit, which was filed in federal court in Atlanta, um, names all of those people. Leaks, whose full name is Lenethia, Lenethia, Lenethia Monique Leaks, spent seven seasons. She complained to executives about racist remarks made by her white castmate, Kim Zolziak Bierman. 
the legal documents list a number of occasions throughout Leek's time on the show where she claims that Zolziak Bierman made racially offensive and stereotypical comments directed towards her and other black housewives, including one instance where Zolziak Bierman allegedly referred to the women using the N-word. The legal filings also allege that Zolziak Bierman compared Leeks' home to a roach nest and falsely implied that she used drugs. The roach nest. I mean, I remember laughing about the roach nest thing. Um, after raising the alleged behavior with Housewives executives, Leeks claimed that only she faced consequences for speaking out. The filing also suggests that instead of reprimanding Zolziak Bierman, those overseeing Atlanta seemingly rewarded her actions by offering her a spinoff show, Don't Be Tardy, which aired on Bravo for eight seasons. Listen, if you've seen that show, that is definitely not a reward, okay? Nene, <laughs> you were better off not being anywhere near a spinoff like that. Uh, in a statement to the Hollywood Reporter League lawyer David DuRobertis, who he's good, <laughs> specifically names Andy Cohen as someone who's tolerated Zolziak. By the way, this is just such a weird—I'll stop right here for a second because it's such weird— Like. Andy Cohen tolerates everybody in this. You think anybody's normal in any of these shows? Tolerate is the main word when it comes to any of these things. You think Andy Cohen doesn't tolerate Shannon Bedore? Hell yeah, he has to tolerate Shannon Bedore. It's all, this is very all intolerable, yet he tolerates it. Uh, quote, from the day the series began filming, Nini was the target of systemic racism from co-star Kim Zolziak Bierman, which was tolerated by Bravo, Bravo executive producer Andy Cohen and other executives. Uh, you can read more of this. The, I, I think it's unfortunate that she does bring the Black Lives Matter movement into this, which is such a serious movement. Uh, and it almost kind of positions her as she would have been the only one to be able to speak correctly about this. And I just, uh, I don't believe that to be the case. And we know from watching Bravo, in fact, I've heard too many people complain about it, which I don't agree with, that they gave, a, a, you know, they were, they, they talked about the Black Lives Matter movement a lot. And we saw that on Real Housewives of Atlanta. We even saw that most recently on Summer House, which I thought they did a beautiful job in the discussion between Maya and Sierra. Um, so I think this is unfortunate because at this point, I think Nini was in that position with where Tamara is, where I could see her eventually coming back to Atlanta. Like the, the calls would like you would have gotten a call from the fans every year for Nini to come back. Every year you would have gotten that call. We would have been clamoring, most of us. And now we're never going to, they're never going to do that ever again. And she's not going to be using any kind of girl's trip, which that would have been offered to her as well. But at this point, I think she is, uh, she's kind of sealing the deal in terms of work. I mean, if she thought this, you know, I think the point of this, this suit is saying that, you know, she was kept from work and stuff. And now she truly is going to keep herself from work. And I think that's so unfortunate because she is truly talented in, in what she does. She's such a personality, sometimes just from the outside. And, and I'm going to be very interested to look at this case and, and to actually, I hope that Bravo Docket covers this and allegedly Bravo and a lot of people that actually do really good work covering these Bravo cases dig into this because I, I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but just from the outside and, and, just knowing how it just seems a little bit of a money grab to me, uh, a little bit of a why didn't I get this? And listen, life is not fair. And I definitely believe there is racism in this country, rampant racism. I do. Like, I, I just, I do. I just don't know if this situation is one of them. And I feel like it's just wild to bring NBC Universal into this, into, I just feel like, I don't know if she's hoping for a settlement immediately. I don't know what, I don't know what she has, but 
we've all watched these shows with our own eyes. Like, do you guys think Kim Zolciak was outwardly racist to Nini? And if you do, do you think Nini was, um, how do you think Nini's behavior towards Kim was? Um, so I, I'm really curious. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to hear more people talk and I actually should find a good guest to talk about this. If this actually goes to trial, which I just, I would find it so hard to believe, but I'm also just curious what you think because <laughs> it kind of gave me black China suing the Kardashians vibes of like, I don't necessarily know what your legal bone to stand on is. And if you certainly felt that all of those years ago, why didn't you say something sooner? You left the show, you came back, you're talking about the first seasons of the show. I, I, I don't, you know, that's part of that is the environment you're, you dealt with in those first seasons, yet you waited over a decade to to have this come to light. I don't know, This is, I just it bothers me. Oh my God, you guys, I had to take a short break because I realized I was becoming a real stick in the mud. I was becoming a real not, I was becoming way too serious. And I'm like, dude, it's a Thursday night. We, we got to get through this. We got to have fun. I can't be so serious. And then I pulled my own finger and I tooted. And then <laughs> we're, back, we're back to business. Actually, I was looking at my phone because that's my only one true friend. And I, um, I saw that the weekend two of Coachella is this weekend. And I immediately almost got sick. I was like, no, like you could not pay me enough to go back. You actually could pay me enough to go back there. That's not true, but I don't want to go back there. Now, if somebody has a free ticket, I'm not going to turn it down. That's what, but I'm saying, who's going to even do that? But if you do have a free ticket, I mean, I'm not going to say no. But I mean, the thought of going back out there, my legs still, <laughs> my poor knees, the whole thing just shut down. So here's my goal. I think I'm going to start training right now, like tomorrow. And then by by next year, I am going to be in sick shape so I can fuck myself up all over again, folks. What do you say? Are you with me? What do you say? We all get tickets. We all go see the headliner together. That's what we need, folks. We need a get-together. I wonder if I could do a live show yet. Do you think I could sell out a live show somewhere yet? Like Carnegie Hall or like a stadium? <laughs> but like, we, we, we got to do something live. We got to do something where we bring people together. We sing the OC reels. That's how we open it. We get the OC like, sometimes I'm a good girl, sometimes I'm not, because it's all I got. I got a cement leg. And <laughs> I'm itching to do live performance again. And I don't mean the kind of live performance that I used to do where I'd be like, can I get a location from the audience? And then I would do a really bad improv scene over at Upright Citizens Brigade. I'm talking a bad podcast live. Um, I really need to do one. God, there's too many. This, ah, life's moving too quick. You guys, we've got to slow it down. Ah, man, I'm frustrated. Never again. Okay. So the OC, I'm so happy it's over. Almost. We've got one more reunion. And then you guys, during that tonight, I saw the preview for Real Housewives of Dubai, Dubai, which is June 1st. And that looks, did you see the commercial? It's like old school Bravo commercial where they're in like the desert. And then you see like the Dubai buildings in the back. I, I don't know a lot about Dubai. The things I know, some of them aren't great. So I'm curious politically how I think they have to just ignore it completely, right? Like you guys know what I'm talking about if you followed any kind of the Dubai politics and the sheiks and all that kind of – I don't know. So I'll be curious if that even gets brought up at all. And also from my understanding, I, can you can you drink alcohol over there? 
I, I know drugs are illegal. I mean, drugs are illegal here too, but like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I'm curious how they're going to handle all of that. But Caroline Stanberry, everybody's a huge fan of hers from Ladies of London. So that's going to be fascinating to have her back. And I'm really excited to meet new ladies. I really still enjoy um, when they do try out a new franchise. I love the first season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I had no idea it would turn into the disaster that it has. <laughs> By the way, also they show on June 1st, is it June 1st or is it later? No, maybe it's later than that. Heather Gay's book comes out, or maybe it's January. I saw, it's called Bad Mormon. I saw the photo and she looks very good on it. But at a certain point, do you think we might be hitting the gas on on reality star books a little too heavy? Like I'm starting to think that's the only books people think people read or like book, like, cause that's all the, I mean, those are the only books I see anymore are just, and like, we're talking like Heather's a two season housewife. Like that's two seasons. I mean, life on the Ramona coaster. She had already had five seasons under her belt. Come on. I'm just so curious how, I mean, this, I feel like anybody can get a book pretty quickly these days. Um, but it, I, I don't know the book thing really, Really, I. Oh, by the way, Leah McSweeney's book. I have not boughten. I have not bought Leah McSweeney's book uh, because of uh, the the money part of it. But uh, I, I I am on hold for the audiobook uh, version at the library. And also, I want to say I want to thank Heather Nicholson for sent. She sent me Molly Shannon's audiobook the other day, and I'm so 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 excited to listen to it. I haven't been able to reach out to Heather, who's a, a baddie, and uh, she had sent me a birthday gift, and I haven't got to thank her because I have just been so out of it this week. So I apologize to anybody that I've not gotten back to, but that really like. I just actually, I don't know. So that really made my heart feel full. So thank you. But the Leah McSweeney, has anybody read that book? I am still so mad at Leah McSweeney for not doing the show. But we, but like she, I don't think it's her. I think it's her people. And the thing with Leah McSweeney too is that, dude, Leah will check in on me. Leah checks in on me in regards to my, um, my antidepressant, my antidepressant medication. And I know she's on antidepressants as well. And I have checked in on her before. And it's actually kind of, she's very in that capacity. It has been very nice, but I have no idea how her book is. And the thing I get curious is like, do you guys ever wonder how, what, what it takes to be considered a success? Like Danny's book, I think fucking slayed. And I know he, even he was worried about it. I probably still is worried about it, but I thought his was huger than any of these other housewives books. Don't you guys think I like, I saw him on all of these things. I mean, you know, I, I thought it was really made for, it was, it was, it was, it was more unique than just your typical housewife book. Like it was all these really kind of beautiful essays that made me laugh and kind of warm my heart. And it really gave me uh, a clearer image of who Danny is as a person. And I thought it was a little different in that sense than your typical um, reality star thing. I just, I, I thought, and that's a, that, I mean, that is a complete, complete compliment. But I wonder in a, like Leah McSweeney's case or Craig Conover's case, like how many books do they have to sell to be considered like that the book company is like not pissed at them? Because like the Craig, the pillow, like the, what is it like? Don't mind my sewing or something like it. I, who's, who's all bought that? I mean, Samaj, I know probably has bought it and cause he went to the book signing, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've not heard about Craig's book at all past like the first two days. I wit, is there anybody that can tell me book statistics? I would love to know how many books 
books are selling these days. Because I got to tell you, it like I read Danny's book with my own eyes, and I was so flipping proud of myself, but I also felt like I ran a marathon. I was like, fuck, man, my eyes just aren't used to this. It's just used to watching moving images. Ugh, I need to I need to interview somebody from like Simon and Schuster or something like that. Um, I keep putting off talking about OC. That's why I keep going on with other things because I'm kind of dreading. <laughs> kind of dreading. I'm Fun Shannon. I'm Fun Shannon, everybody. It's me, <laughs> Fun Shannon. <laughs> I'm John Jansen. Me and Shannon have rough sex. Rough, rough. I'm John Jansen. <laughs> oh, John Jansen. At the end of the finale, they put up, you know, like, you know, they put up the things what, the, you know, like Shannon in the future. Shannon's buying a boat with John Jansen. <laughs> just like, I just, man, does your mind not go crazy just thinking about them out on the open sea? And then it's just like, Shannon, <laughs> lower the anchor, damn it. It's John Jansen. <laughs> Shannon, I want you to get nude and get on the bow of that boat right now. Shannon, I want to touch your boobies. I'm John Jansen. <laughs> she, she had this outfit on for the OC Reels. Her, it was so tight, and John Jansen was like, that's very tight, Shannon. <laughs> so much skin. <laughs> Just rope for me, Shannon. It's John Jansen. <laughs> I'm John Jansen. I'm John Jansen. <laughs> You want to? Yeah. They, at, the, at the reunion, they showed a clip of David Shannon's ex, and you guys forget. I always forget how light David's voice is. Like, hey, I love Shannon very much. It's uh, we Shannon's great. We have a great marriage, and I like the softness of David to the the gruffness of like, I'll take you if I, I'll take you right here. I'm John Jansen. I like that she has like a very deep voice, very strong man. David to me just he has crazy. David Bedore has crazy eyes, allegedly. Is that how you use the word allegedly? Also, the thing that I'll never be able to with David Bedore is the <laughs> the nude photo shoot in the woods. But he kept his, uh, they both kept their hiking shoes on, so it means they took off all their clothes. They set up a camera. And then they put their shoes back on after they took their clothes off to go embrace each other. And it's like they set a self-timer, obviously, and there was like multiple poses. Like how – like when am I going to find that love where I'm like let's take naked photos love like in the in the woods? Like <laughs> has anybody ever like uh, – I, I hate to be unromantic, but I just don't know if I felt like – Fuck it. Let's take off all our clothes and take naked photos in the woods. You know, let's do this. And also, also, if you're the, if you've already gone that far, why put the shoes back on? Like, if you're so in love, keep the shoes off. The shoes on, I think, ruins the love in a way. Anyways, we're going to talk about the season finale where they're still in Aspen. So I'm so sorry about the sniffling again, you guys. I know it's so gross, but I can't. I, there's only so much breath I can take into this big mouth. Uh, and then the nose holes, they just get stuffed up. So I have to sniff cause I'm still expelling desert dust. Uh, there, there so I'm going to try to wrap this up quickly so we can get to the reunion because this season finale was just a mess. It was one of those just where they're still in Aspen. We had waken up the night before and Gina had gotten trashed and kind of came at Noella. She was like, 
I don't know what you're like. <laughs> I'm Gina. I can't wait to not do that voice anymore. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, Noella. <laughs> so she was going over at Noella. It was just like a mess. So we're, it's Aspen, 11 a.m. Dr. Jen and her concrete leg are putting on makeup. And Shannon is talking to uh, Heather. She's like, at four, Gina and Emily, they were still going. They were still going at it. And Heather's like, I am going into town to shop with Dr. Jen. And then Gina has the demon shit with Gina. She's really like hanging on to this, like a barnacle of just like the demons, you know, it's what affected my brain last night. You know, something in the hallway took hold of me. I should have listened to my gut. Like, so she's blaming all of her weird behavior on yelling at Noella, which I even think Noella deserves to be yelled at, but she blames it on like this spiritual thing when they went to the mine and found out about the Tommy knockers which is potentially in the top 10 lamest things I've ever seen on a housewife show. And the fact that this isn't the first like spiritual thing that we've seen this season, because remember when they went to Cabo, they had the, uh, they were in the tent and they did the spiritual, you know, cleansing there. And supposedly she brought back a spirit from that. It's too many. It's too, it's too much. And I, I just hate people that blame their own poor behavior on supernatural stuff. Like ghosts don't deserve this. Ghosts don't deserve this. Ghosts don't deserve Demi Lovato singing to them. You know, like that's the other thing. If you watch that Demi Lovato ghost show on Peacock where she, yeah, it's like a ghost adventure show with Demi Lovato. It's completely ridiculous. It almost, it's almost like, like, Demi has done a good job at ruining their brand in so many different ways. But the ghost show is like, how do you have that good of a singing voice and go, you know what I, I really want to though highlight is my, my ghost adventuring. Like that's kind of what I'm really like. If you could sing as good as Demi Lovato, like if you literally could sing even like 70% as good, would you ever go ghost hunting in your life? Would you ever go ghost i would be like you know what let's work on the singing career let me let me let's let's really put all the time and energy into the singing career then what you know what i'll do for a hobby i'll do some ghost hunting but you know what we don't need to make money off that that'll just be for fun yeah <laughs> like why would you ever go you know what i want to do a show around the ghost hunting instead of doing the thing that you actually have a god-given gift blows my mind anyways gina and i'm so sorry Demi, that I compared Gina to you. I did not mean to do that in any sort of way. But it's that same bullshit of like, you know, I guess the Tommy knockers made me an asshole last night. Woo! Um, so they go into the kitchen, Emily and Gina, and they're going to go make a stupid fucking gift basket to take down to the mines to give to the Tommy knockers to say, leave Gina alone. Like Gina, we'll leave you alone. Just, you don't even have to do anything. We'll just legitimately leave you alone. Like we don't need, like, I mean, the gift basket is nice and all, but also how fucking upper crust, like Gina, should you really be giving away Vouve Clicquot? Like she's like, put two bottles of Vouve in there. And Emily's like two bottles. Are you fucking kidding me? There's like, like the chefs are putting, like making this really nice gift basket for the Tommy knockers. You know, some miner is going to come there on Monday and go like score. Like what the, get the fuck out of here. You're giving Tommy knockers a bottle of Vouve. Get what the hell is going on? Give them cheap champagne. Tommy knockers don't need name brand because they don't exist. Um, so, uh, 
Emily's like, I think Gina wants to take responsibility. You know, she, I, I think Gina doesn't want to take responsibility. She was completely out of control. So she's going to blame it on the evil spirits. Um, and then Gina's like, Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers knocking at my door. <laughs> that could be on the same, that could be the B side on the OC real song. And ladies and gentlemen, now, uh, Tommy knockers by Gina. Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers knocking at my door. <laughs> I've got you some boob, click her in a basket. I got you some cookies, so you don't blow a gasket. They say you're a scary, scary ghost. But my name's Gina, and they say my hair looks like toast. <laughs> and they say you knock like a Tommy. <laughs> I'm John Jensen. <laughs> Oh my God. Somebody tweeted me the other day and said they were listening to my recap and that I was unhinged. And it was one of the moments where you you have an out of body experience where you're like, oh no, I've embarrassed my family, haven't I? <laughs> because if you guys would see me every day, I'm like fairly normal. I keep quiet, I kind of just do my thing. And when I get in front of the mic and I just make a bunch of stupid sounds, and then people think I'm completely insane. <laughs> what an interesting life I've crafted. Um, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading this note. I, by the way, also, I was taking notes on the never before seen uh, episode. So, the week after they release the episode, they'll add like two minutes of never before seen scenes. And it's pretty funny, some of these scenes. Like, I, I, I actually enjoyed, like, some of them were bullshit, but some of them were like, damn, that is dark. Um, so we cut to Noella's room where she calls her mom. She's like, hi, Missy. You know, that thing. And it's like, how are you doing, Noella? She's like, just that mean girl bullshit. It doesn't feel good. You know, I have enough going on. And to add Heather's negative bullshit, you know, it, it, me going deep, it just makes her uncomfortable. I see her very clearly, you know, I see she just wants control so much, you know, I want to see her fucked up. I want to hear her fart, you know, <laughs> I mean, I will say I would love to see other Durbo fart like Terry too. In fact, I probably have seen Terry fart and he just hasn't let us know. Uh, we cut to Gina and Emily in the mine giving the Tommy knockers the basket. And she's like, Oh, I don't give you the permission to take up residency. <laughs> Just like your condo association, Gina. Uh, Emily in a talking head's like, I like contracts. I'm an attorney. I'm all for it. Let's make this legal. And then they go shopping, you guys. Then Noella visits a wellness coach who was also in the band the night before where they dressed up like bears. And she was Noella's like, you were so great in the band last night. And the lady's like, thank you. We're going to do a smudging with a hawk feather. And she's like, I just lost my father. And the lady's like, the mountains have a lot of silver. They hold a lot of energy and they pull us in. And then we get like shots of like trees, like wishing, like it's like, like mystical. Uh, I wrote this note. Gina is being annoying. Okay. Um, They're talking again about Shannon. They're like, you know, Emily's like, Gina, you got to work things out with Shannon. And Gina's like, all Shannon's concerned with is getting credit. And it's like they're walking outside and they see this big bear statue. And Emily's like, this is what I looked like last night in the bear statue. And then they superimpose Shannon's face over the bear. And this is when I was just like, man, I give up. And Gina starts shouting at the bear. It's so lame. She's like, stop being mean to me, Shannon. I'm allowed to like myself. 
And Gina's crying while she does. She's like, I wanted to be a good friend to me and not just Noella. We cut to Noella getting her chakras felt up. Uh, she's like, I feel grounded. I know this, you know, I feel I shed a lot of dead weight in Aspen. I'm still in the mourning process. We cut back to the snow. Heather and Dr. Jen are walking in. She's like, Heather's kind of like, I love the snow. You can always smell the snow. The snow has a smell. And I'm like, oh, stop it. Everybody's annoying me. Um, Gina is still teary to Emily about, oh, don't. Gina now is in the store with everybody. She's now bitching about Shannon to Heather. Shannon outside passes the bear and she just lifts her arms up and goes, ah, fun Shannon. She doesn't say the fun Shannon part, but she does the other part. But I was just like, imagine, imagine being there on like a family holiday and you see this lady like just lift her arms up and just shout like it's kind of magical shannon gets into the store gina's like oh, i need to talk to you and she's like talk to me talk to me uh i'm upset because last night was not indicative of who i am i'm having anger and lashing out at other people because i'm not addressing things with you shannon says well certain things you said to me are mean like i don't have friends so we're we're on this endless infinity loop of this bullshit argument about putting pins in Gina and Shannon doesn't have friends. And it's like the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life at this point. And Gina's like, I'm not even in your core friends. And now Noella's in there and I'm not. <laughs> Shannon's like, I've done so much for you. I have done so much for you. And, 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 and I haven't done those for other people, but how dare you? And then at that moment, Dr. Jen's cement leg knocks something over. It might have been her hand, but I'm just going to go with leg. Um, Emily, by the way, drops like $1,300 on a jacket. I'm like, what the fuck, Emily? Like, this Shane, like, I wonder if Emily's like freaks out. Like, I wonder if Emily like throws, like when Shane sees that episode, she's like, oh my God, that was just for cameras. That's not, no, no, that jacket's uh, Old Navy. That is definitely not what I paid for that jacket. Um Gina is looking for her phone to show Shannon some text that she sent her that Shannon never responded back to. It's just boring bullshit, you guys. Shannon's like, two texts? Two texts? I didn't respond to two texts? Oh, big evidence. And then Shannon's like, I love you, Gina. I don't want to fight with you. And then they hug. It's just, they hug. And then we cut to Shannon, like, going past the bear again outside. And she goes, ah. So new scene. We come back. Noella is ready to take her rings off. And she asks Shannon to do it with her. Um, yeah. So Shannon says, well, this is big. Thank you for asking me to do this. You know, this, this, you know what this signifies. And Noelle's like, there's so much I'm scared about the unknown. And Shannon's like, God has a plan. And I'm like, does Noella believe in God? Have we ever got that officially out there? Um, she, so Noella can't get the rings off, of course, because she's a drama queen. She's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That never happened to me before Shannon. And I was like, Oh my God, the Tommy knockers. And then Gina's like, Tommy knockers. No. Shannon says, someday you'll look back and you will say, thank goodness this happened. So we cut to the ladies going out for their last dinner. Thank God. They get to the uh, place. There's like a wine sommelier, 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 sommelier. It's one of those words that I've just never, I I don't think I'll ever be in a tax bracket where I need to worry about that word. You know what I'm saying? 
I'll just be like, do you got a red? <laughs> Can I speak to your wine, dude? Do you got a white? Like the sommelier, some, I could learn it, but it's like, what? why? Anyways, it's the guy that like tells you the good wines, and he's there, and Noella is like, oh my God, yes. And he's talking to the wine dude about her divorce. I gotta get, I gotta blow my nose, you guys, one sec. Damn. Uh, okay, sorry. I, I had to go, obviously, you heard I had to blow my nose. Uh, I'm going to take this moment to say, uh, if you haven't, I'm going to ask, really, if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify today, or even just do it for my birthday. Do it for my birthday. I realize this is probably going to be a two-hour show, and nobody needs that, but I put I, I put all of this in, I put all of me into these, and uh, for better or worse, and um, if you could find it in your heart to take five seconds today to do a uh, a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. That would be really, really great. You can do it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, I hate asking people for things, but uh, I always say that, but I'm asking. So there you go. Okay. Now back to this. Uh, Noella is talking to the sommelier. Sommelier. Yes. Noella is, and Noella's like, oh my God, I was going line, line iteming on, on the divorce and like, I, we have so much wine and like he has cases and cases of a hundred acres. And when I'm really angry, I order a Taco Bell and I'll have like a $1,500 bottle. <laughs> and Heather is like watching this just fuming and she's complaining to Emily and she's like, what vintage would you suggest with misery? And I gotta just say, it's like, Noella is entertaining in the sense that she really annoys me. And I think that is a huge plus for being a housewife is to annoy the pants off somebody else like Lisa Rinna. But just the way she holds herself, it's just the antithesis of a lot of the things that I, I don't know. I just really, really dislike how she holds herself on this show. I don't know if that's how she holds herself in real life. I certainly hope not, but it's just gross. And I'm not saying anybody else is like, you know, amazing, uh, at this table, but man, she really just annoys me. And I, I wish I could put it into words exactly why I think there's like this weird entitlement and the making things up sometimes out of thin air. And the fact that I just believe she's completely lying about her divorce in so many ways. And listen, we find out when we get to the reunion that she did meet her husband on seeking arrangements.com, which is a sugar daddy website. And she keeps like going, no, it's like where rich people meet beautiful women. That's like what it says. I'm like, yes, that's a sugar daddy situation. Like, I don't know what's not adding up. Like she's, she's equating. It's, it's just wild. But when you have a relationship like that, you set yourself up for these things. It's not a stable relationship. And I hate that. I'm like, I feel like that guy, that sweet, sweet James is probably the biggest D bag of the two of them. But also I kind of, feel that he might have been annoyed as fuck with her at a certain point. I don't know. The, the, she seems really gunning for something, some kind of attention. And obviously we know that her dad passed away and she didn't have a close relationship with him, but she seems like she has a very close relationship with her mom. So I'm just curious. I want to, I kind of, I don't know how they would do a second season with her. You would have to recast a lot of these ladies, which they might do. But even the information we find out in the reunion about Noella is even more bizarre. And I'm kind of like, ah, will Bravo really go down that road? Like they, her new boyfriend just bought her a sex toy company. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I, I mean, Noella, you, which by the way, totally not, anybody can be into whatever anybody wants to be in. But like, 
I mean, Noelle is, I mean, that's pretty much like swinger shit. It seems like she used to be into sex toy shit. Definitely. But it, and which is all great, but you can't like have that up with Heather Dubrow because Heather Dubrow is never going to join in on the reindeer games. You know, you think Shannon Bedore is going to like have a dildo party at her place? I mean, actually, maybe. Oh, John Jansen, I would love that. I volunteer your place, Shannon. Uh, I don't know. I'm just keep thinking of like where and if we're really even seeing the real Noella to begin with. Like, who's the real Noella? Um, okay. Anyways, going moving on. Shannon at this table is like, guys. I am going to throw a great rib and rock and roll party because I love ribs and I love rock and roll. And I'm just so excited to have you guys here for this rock and roll party. (laughs) Then they all go around the table and they say like compliments about each other. It's, you know, OC, did you notice they did that a lot where they did like table games or like table questions? They didn't do this in a lot of the other seasons or a lot of the other uh, franchises because I feel like they actually had storylines with OC. I feel like the producers go, okay, if um, there's nothing to talk about, we're going to do a question game. And we got so many question games this season. Um, okay, so we come back from the trip finally. We're back in the OC. We have a quick clip of Shannon having dad with her 92-year-old uh, yeah, 92-year-old father, uh, Big Dick Gene, or what was – what did Kelly Dodd, Dodd call him? Big – Mean Gene. Or mean, mean Gene with the – I don't know. Anyways – we cut to uh, Emily's friend jo- Jody popping the champagne because she is getting dressed for her vow renewal, which is not a really vow renewal. They're just taking pictures, her and Shane and the kids, in wedding attire because they never got to do that at their actual wedding. Um, and, you know, it, this scene is very cute. The Her sons are adorable in their tuxes. The stepdaughter Chanel's there. Uh, her other daughter, Annabelle, they all look really pretty. And she walks down, and I got to say, Emily, I thought Emily looked really pretty. She re- she really did look beautiful, I thought. And Shane sees her, and, and Shane goes, you look nice, which actually is exuberant for Shane. Like, that's one of the best compliments I've ever heard Shane Simpson give in all of his seasons. <laughs> you look nice. Um and Emily says in a talking head, everything I ever wanted in my life really came true. This has just been a fairy tale. And Shane goes, you look beautiful, but you're missing something. And he busts out, you guys, a new ring. Yeah, a new ring. Like, And she's like, what? And, you know, Emily goes, yeah, we got engaged the first time through Google Chat. And he just said, do you want to get married? And uh, she's like, I can't find my – I haven't been able to find my engagement ring for the last three years. And I got to tell you, Shane and Emily, or Shane Moore, is just a good example of a people or a couple that can win you over with time. And I really do believe Emily, and I think Heather says this at one point in the show too, is that people have, couples have good years and they have bad years, you know? They have good years and they have bad years. And um, and that, you know, you really do see that they, they're on a good side of things right now. And I really respect that. And I, I, I hate to take these shows too seriously, but... You know, having we've all been through relationships too, and we do know how hard they can be. It really is nice when you see a positive reinforcement of what relationships can do. So, uh, uh, shout out to Shane and Emily for that. 
Um, he also, you guys, gets her two more rings, like a wedding band and all this stuff. So, and the little kids are giving out the rings, and and uh, Emily goes, "I'm so glad I got a facelift when the pics are being taken." And Jen goes, "So am I." <laughs> and I don't know, it was just cute. I really liked it. So now we're on to Shannon's rock and ribs party. Uh, everybody's getting ready. We see all the girls dressing up in their rock outfits. Uh, Noella has a little guitar. She's like, "How do I light this guitar on fire?" <laughs> Uh, we cut to Emily. She's wearing black leather and a rock star necklace that literally says rock star in diamonds. We cut to Gina. Uh, her and Travis are dressed like Gwen Stefani and uh, the cowboy guy, she, like Shelton, she's married to. We cut to Heather and Terry. Uh, they're making drinks, getting ready to go out. And Heather goes, Terry, on the flight home from Aspen, Shannon tells me we are going to form a band. And I was like, Carrie, you have no songs, no instruments, no one here with any musical talent. What's your plan? And then, Terry, what I did was I called Richard Marks. And he goes, I have a song that I wrote with Daisy. I wrote years ago, and it is amazing. So I got everybody in a studio. And right at this point, I was just like, no, man, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me, man. Don't bring Richard into this, dude. Do not do this. And then we see the making of, and it's like, sometimes I'm a good, wait, sometimes I'm a good girl. Sometimes, And each like lady gets like an individual phrase. So it's like, sometimes I'm a good girl. And then Jen goes, sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I'm in the moment, cause it's all I got. Like the pitch is all like different and like you can tell like auto-tune, they're trying to blend it, but like auto-tune has never had this much, like this big of a problem in their life. Like, you know, auto-tune is just like combusting at the seams. Um, I do whatever I want to. Emily's in the studio and she's like, ooh, my voice was grovelly and sexy. And I was like, no, it was just, it was just really bad. Like that's not, no, no. And uh, we cut to... The OC Reels at Shannon, they've decorated the whole back, and it says OC Reels, and there's a stage, and Shannon's like, are you ready to make some noise? And she tells John Jansen, she's like, John, you can't show your penis, which I don't even know what that, where that came from. Uh, and then they do this stupid thing where they, you know, freeze the frame on a, like, a lady like Noella, and they're like, Noella Hendricks. And then Emily is like, Emma Letra. And then Gina's Guina Stefani. And then Heather Dubro is Fancy Spice. And then Terry goes, I don't know who you are, Shannon. And Shannon is Thunderstorms. And John tells Shannon she's boobalicious. She had that. He goes, you're boobalicious. I'm John Jansen. Look at those. Look at those hooters. You're boobalicious. Oh, daddy likey. John Jansen. <laughs> Dr. Jen comes in with Ryan and he is dressed like Tommy Lee and her Pam and they call her Dr. E. Baywatch. Dude, if anybody's listening from the OC, I will write this shit for you for free. I won't even charge like Dr. E. Baywatch. What? Like, did you guys forget to let Dr. E. Baywatch? Come on. You obviously call her cement leg. What are you doing over there? Ryan is talking to Shane, and he's like, is there a sit-down dinner, or are we just having another charcuterie board? These parties are just so sad, man, because it's just them, and there's, like, three random, like, extras in the background, which I wish it would always just be me. Just me with a tray of salami, just, like, just staring. 
Shannon sits everybody down. She's like, okay, these are my famous ribs. We got bean casserole. We got corn. And for dessert, creme brulee. And I'm like, Jesus, how many bathrooms do you have, Shannon? That seems like a lot of roughage. Dr. Jen says, can you look at me to Ryan? And I'm like, oh, no. Can you look at me? Can you maybe give me a kiss? Can you do it? Can you look at me? Dr. Jen goes, I have a message I want to share with these ladies. They need to know. And he needs to hear it. And a talking head. And the message is just like, Hey, everybody, thanks for lending a hand with our marriage this year. I'm looking forward to working on it. It was like the dumbest thing. Poor Dr. Jen, man. Just what a man. I felt, oh, Dr. Jen, I, man. Shane says, Shane has like an all access pass and he goes, I'm looking forward to using my all access pass later. Has anyone seen Wayne's world? And I'm the only fucking one in the audience that was like, Oh my God, I don't, I totally knew what Shane was talking about. And I felt so sad. Um, Dr. Jen or Dr. Jen tells the uh, lady servant, she goes, can I get a champagne? And Ryan goes, no more. No, no. <laughs> Shannon goes, I'm, I'm in one of the best places I've been in my life and it's going to get better. It, God has a plan. I have three thriving kids. I have so much good to focus on and everything is positive. Shannon says in a voice that makes you think none of that is true. Um, this is when that little blurb comes up and we find Shannon and John are buying a boat together. We cut to Heather saying, you know, it's been a few years since me and you Shannon hung out and it has been really fun. Once again, a voice that we do not believe at all. Um, so, uh, Noella says it's been about rebirth and regrowth and I don't want to focus on sex and relationships in this next part. I just want to give that love to myself, which sounds like it lasted all about a couple weeks. And then they get cheers for the OC reels and then they start playing like, oh, I can just fucking play it. I love that Heather gives herself like the good line to sing because she's like has a voice. I trust only what I feel. And I do whatever I want, whenever I want, with no explanation. I go wherever I want, with whoever I want, so let's get the questions. I think I might be feverish. I even like it better that time more than the first time I played it earlier in the show. Like this is, it's becoming scary. And now I'm almost, I need a dance beat behind it. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less 
than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, now is the part of the show that I love. We get to talk about our sponsors. And today we have a new sponsor with us. It is our good friends over at Rothy's. Um, Now, I want to say that they sent me one of the most beautiful pairs of shoes this past week. I got to choose a pair of shoes from Rothy's. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I had heard of them and I was like, no way. They are a sponsor and I could, it was so hard to pick. I got to pick one pair of shoes and I wanted like six of them. And then I find out that these guys are all about making the world a better place by making sustainable shoes uh, in this day of like climate change, plastic pollution, and uh, Earth Day is coming up. And I, I actually, I was laughing when I was reading the copy because I don't know if you guys know this, but when I was in junior high, I played a little character called Earth Man because Earth Day is, I believe, April 20th. And I was Earth Man, and I got to wear a cape, and it was very exciting. <laughs> so they say April is Earth Month, and that means a lot of us are giving a little extra thought to how we treat the planet, or at least I hope you guys are. Everybody wants to help out, but it's hard to know where to start. Problems like climate change and plastic pollution can feel totally overwhelming, especially when you don't see a clear way to make an impact. Now, Rothy's believes that even the biggest challenges can be tackled one step at a time. They make the most comfortable, stylish, and durable shoes and daily essentials all from recycled plastic. Can you believe that? I have a pair of these shoes and it is beautiful. And I was like, this is made from recycled plastic? I was like, we can make anything from that. Why are we not making cars from recycled plastic? Um, So... Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into all of their products. Plus, Rothy shoes, bags, and other essential. Oh, by the way, they, they also sell bags. I didn't get a bag, but it was like I wanted it so bad. And our, like, so Rothy's shoes, bags, and other essentials are made with less wasted fabric, and they're designed to be durable and washable for a stylish fit that lasts. The clothes you wear every day shouldn't just look great. They should make you feel great. And that's exactly how you feel knowing your Rothy's helped keep ocean-bound plastic out of the water. Um, So they asked me to, like, talk about my favorite thing about the Rothy's. And I'm just like, well, it's a beautiful pair of shoes. But it truly is. And the fact that you're actually helping, you know, Mother Earth, that's amazing. But the sustainability is amazing. So, you know, they do this from... Like I said, single-use water bottles, algae-based foam, and ocean-bound plastic. 
and uses other sustainable practices to create better shoes with less waste. The comfort is amazing. My my I felt like Cinderella. It was just you slipped it on, it felt great. The washability, I haven't washed it yet, but they tell me that it's very washable. And the durability, I can't wait. I should have worn these to Coachella because they would have held up, I have a feeling. So you guys when you're wearing Rothy's, your footprint feels lighter than ever. So get $20 off your first purchase today at rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com forward slash so bad. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash so bad. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. Like where it goes building like, do, 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 I want, da, 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 and it goes ding, 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 and then it just explodes, and then like lasers pop out everywhere, and confetti happens, and I'm dancing around like a maniac. So they do their thing. The, the crowd is just blown away. They've never seen anything like this kind of shitty band before in their life. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they just said a big thank you to Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes, which I don't even think they needed to say. I don't think they were looking for credit. Um, so I don't know, man. Like that, uh, that was the finale. That was the finale. Uh, they say Heather and Terry are celebrating their 25th anniversary soon. Um, you know, that's it. And that's and that leads us to the first part of the exciting OC reunion. And with the reunions are always great because they start they start it with like, you know, everybody coming in without makeup and stuff. And like Heather has candies and she's like, these aren't edibles. These are actually candies. And I'm like, I would fucking pay a hundred dollars to watch an all edible uh, reunion to like have everybody have like three gummy bears and just be high off their asses. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like that's the kind of like that's the kind of put me in charge over at Bravo. That's the kind of programming you're gonna get right there. High reunions, <laughs> literally four twenty reunion with the OC reels. You know, we find out which is so. I mean, it is so typical Shannon right out of the gate where she's on the phone. I think with John, she's like the dress. Uh, the dress didn't work. Didn't work. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, the dress didn't work. There was an issue. There was an issue. And then we see Noella in her uh, dressing room. She's like, ah, my first reunion. My cherry popped." And then she goes, and I'm like, "Oh, dude." And Rachel, the unit production manager of the show is uh, talking to Shannon again. And Shannon's like, I don't have any shoes, Rachel. I, I don't I don't have any shoes. And then the person on the other end of the line goes, I don't think you called the right Rachel. <laughs> we cut to Emily. Her nose is bleeding. Like already, this is par for course. These, like the OC ladies are just limping to the finish line. And we open and we got Andy doing his thing. I'm Andy Cohen and welcome to season 16 reunion. Joining me, the dynamic women of the OC. The show that started it all is still worth the squeeze. Um, congrats to Andy for keeping a straight face through that. And uh, she's like, "The it's amazing. Heather, it is amazing to have you back. Can you believe it's been five years since we last did this? And we get a flashback of Heather talking about her frozen embryos that are etched in glass. Um and uh, Heather's like, it is the 10-year anniversary of when I first started the show. And Andy goes, well, you look the same, which is legitimately like a shout-out to Terry. Um, 
And then he goes, Gina, hi, your hair, it looks really great. We got to say that to you all the time now because it looks so shitty in the past. And then he's like, hello, Emily, congratulations, 13th wedding anniversary. Shannon, great to see you. And she's like, did Heather, your dealer, give you a microdose? If not, I might have something in my pocket because Andy's always either, you know, like that's the big, Andy's always stoned supposedly. And then Andy's like, Dr. Jen, welcome. You know, we, we recently found you put your house on the market. You're going to move back to Laguna Beach. Is Ryan moving with you? And, and she goes, time will tell. And he goes, you're joking, right? And she's like, who knows? <laughs> and, and then he goes, but you're joking. And she's like, I don't know. Like, it is, it's like a really weird exchange. And then Andy's like, and last but not least, Noella. And Noella is in full braids. And usually I think braids are really attractive um, on women, uh, and these don't, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if they worked. And uh, he's like, how are you, Noella? And she's like, overwhelmed and underprepared, but that's a good place. And I'm like, oh my God, just annoying right out of the gate. Overwhelmed and underprepared. Like, shut up, shut up. And then Andy goes, I hope you brought a stack of receipts and not a stack of vaginas. Because, you know, that's the stack of vaginas that has been Noella's calling card the whole... Oh my God, is it raining? Oh my God, it's raining. I love the rain. I didn't even know it was supposed to rain. That's... Oh, I wonder if it's raining at Coachella, those poor campers. Ugh. Oh man, I got to... I got to finish this so I can lay in bed and listen to the rain like a man. Um, okay. So, (laughs) um, (coughs) so Andy's like, if you look around, the decoration is all famous OC landmarks. In fact, those gates are the gates. Tammy Knickerbocker, one of the original housewives from 2007 on her old house that she no longer owns because of the pain of her (laughs) mistakes. Uh, we get Heather's triumphant return in a clip package. We uh, focus on her daughters, two of them. One is gay, I believe, and one is bisexual. And uh, we talk about it being valuable for parents to see kids coming out. And uh, Andy reveals something interesting. Uh, I thought this was kind of beautiful of like, my mom thought I wouldn't be able to have kids. So when I told her I was gay, she grieved for the life that she wanted for me. And he asked Heather, did you have to recalibrate your thoughts at all with your daughters about what you wanted for their futures? And she's like, no, not at all, actually, which I thought was really interesting and kind of an interesting step forward in, um, you know, I mean, I've seen the pain that people go through in families coming out and how hard that is, not just for the person uh, coming out, but for the families as well. And of course, I live in my leftist bubble out here in Los Angeles, as that lady likes to say, which is kind of true in a way like but i'm proud of it in a way that i do live in a place where people aren't as scared to be who they are um but i you know i my best friend is uh gay and i grew up uh with him and 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 watched his painful struggle to come out and i'll never forget that for the rest of my life and so i i I do i i like this part uh of it (laughs) noella says I even love that about Heather, you know, the whole thing, because I'm a bisexual, of course. And, uh, you know, so I thought this was a really nice moment for all the ladies before we get to the bad stuff. And uh, we get a flashback package of Heather and Terry, like that they were not in a good place at one point, but they're in a good place now. 
Heather's like, yeah, we have good days and bad days and good years and bad years. And our worst year ever was on this show. And then you have that, you know, season where Terry was like, I said the D word, divorce. And Heather goes, we have avoided the reality show curse. And I truly think, I'm going to probably have to eat my shoe on this, but I think they'll be together for the rest. They just seem like one of those things where they would never let each other go. What well, is really coming down? My God. Um, am I safe? Am I, do I have a boat? Uh, Noella goes, um, and then we go to Noella's like before she could say sweet, sweet James, everything about her life turns sour and they get a clip package of Noella's storyline and Noella's like, that's brutal to watch. It's brutal. And Andy's like, how'd you meet? And she's like online at seeking arrangements. She goes, a naughty one. And Gina's like, isn't it typically sugar daddy? And Noelle is like, well, there's attractive girls and wealthy men, and that's just like the standard. And they're like, how long were you together? And she's like, five years, uh, one legal year of marriage. And once we had children, we wanted to do the whole thing with the marriage pictures and all of that. And, you know, Andy's like, well, you must have cared about money. You met him on a website where people meet people for money and Noella doesn't seem to understand what he's saying and she goes yeah I mean but he wanted a beautiful girl and I think Noella must not know that you can get beautiful girls without being on the website sometimes like it's a fluke it rarely happens but you don't sometimes get beautiful girls on the website um Andy asks were you honest about your divorce and this is I wish they had really zoned in on this a lot more than they did actually so Andy's like, well, weren't you going to be the first to file for separation, I'm hearing? And that's why he filed first. And Emily jumps in, which actually is one of the first of many Emily Simpson jumps in, jump-ins in this reunion. She reminds, she reminds me of Heather Gay's first season on Salt Lake at the reunion, where Heather was just like guns blazing. And this kind of felt like Emily's uh, game plan, too. In fact, Emily's season, Emily, I think, really proved herself, like some might be annoyed by her, but I think proved herself a strong addition in a lot of ways of actually getting some shit going. But Emily jumps in and she's like, yeah, it was a race to find out where jurisdiction would be established. And that's why, you know, you guys moved to Puerto Rico supposedly. And that's why he filed there. And Noah's like, no, there was a lien put on property I was associated with and all the cameras were around. And no, he was really excited about me joining the show. And Andy says, well, he said, you know, you went all in on the show, and that's part of the reason he didn't like that, you know. Um, and Andy goes, if he took you aside and said he didn't want to do the show, would you have not done the show? And she's like, of course I wouldn't. My family's first. And none of the ladies believe her. And she's like, I love my husband. And Andy goes, yeah, but we've been speaking to you in the past se- in the past about coming on in past seasons, and you chartered a chopper. And, you know, and Emily goes, I think he was fine until all the tax stuff came out. And then it became embarrassing for him and his business. And I think he pulled back and you said, screw you. I'm going to go be famous. And you wanted to separate yourself to be on the show. I think Emily nails it here. I think this is exactly what happened. I think Noella saw her moment. This is what she dreams of. Fame. I mean, truly. And that's fine. That's the society we live in. That's what we all want to be special. And I think she took it. And, and I, I really, truly think that's what happened. And Noah's like, no, you're stretching. And Emily's like, I don't think I'm stretching. And Noah's like, it's creepy, Emily, what you're looking into. And Emily's like, it's not creepy for me as an attorney to look at this, you know, to look at this. And then Noella goes, oh, I am authentically and wholeheartedly telling the truth. And I want to be believed about my marriage. <laughs> 
And then Andy goes, well, when was the last time you saw him? And then she goes, Andy, two days after Watch What Happens Live, his attorney called me and said he was going to be in town, and then he came and finally saw his son. Um, and then Emily goes, wait, didn't his attorney release a statement saying, you know, you guys were citizens of Puerto Rico, and why would an attorney put a lie in writing? Attorneys are a lot of things, but they would never put a lie in writing. And, uh, you know, why can't you just say you moved to Puerto Rico during COVID? And you even did an IG post. That's where the jurisdiction is. And Dr. Jen's like, yeah, do you fly every 10 days to Puerto Rico for vacation? And Noel is like, yeah, yeah, that we did. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and they're like, so you're officially divorced now. She's like, yeah, I'm officially divorced. And the cool thing is I can get married again. And then he's like, yeah, there's rumors you're dating someone new. And she's like, I am. He's younger. His name's Bobby. He's 33. And this is like when I was like, oh, can't wait to see this guy. And I thought it was going to be like a big, like motorcycle football player. He, uh, he looks different than that. If you guys see a picture, he's 33, uh, bleach blonde hair, I don't know else how to describe him, you guys. Um, schlubby like me. Uh, I don't know, you guys. I don't know. It it did surprise me. I will say that. Uh, and then we find out he did something nice for Christmas. He bought her a sex toy company. And she goes, no, he goes, I found out he bought you a sex toy company, Andy says. And she goes, ah, how did you find out about that, you devil? And I'm like, oh, you probably fucking told him, you know? You said, ask me about it. And she's like, yeah, it's called Playland, and I'm very excited about it. It was a Christmas gift. What can I say? I'm good. And uh, Heather goes, yeah, she has a good stack. And then we get a flashback of the stack of vaginas. And and she goes, the crazy part is he considers it cheating if I'm with anybody else. So I guess my stack days are retired. <sighs> I don't even know, you guys. Uh, Emily... Emily goes, yeah, the stack of vagina photo, did, did, didn't did he have sex with everybody in, the, in those, or did he just take the picture? And she's like, no, I told you. It was for me to have sex with all of them. They were going to pleasure me. And that's why it was a pretty big gift, because it was like you had to plan it like a month in advance. <laughs> Noella, uh, she goes, nobody's met him. And Noella's like, my new fella's picking me up tonight so you can meet him. So I hope, I hope in the second part we get to meet this guy. I bet he's in a motorcycle or a muscle car. Uh, it would be great if he's in a Toyota Corolla, though. God bless. Uh, new scene, Heather and Shannon. They're like, Heather and Shannon started fresh but spoiled by rumors. And then this is we get the whole Nicole Weiss stuff from the beginning. And poor Nicole Weiss did not last more than four episodes and it just it's so sad because she had such a bright start and then it just went to shit and we'll never truly know what happened there but andy asks what we've all been wanting to know where did the thirty thousand of sushi go that night that you bought for the party and heather's like well noella and jen stayed late and then they took it home and a lot of people took it home which is just like man that's like a score and a half you know noella was like ha ah, look at this i'm gonna put this on my stack of vaginas Yee. um i will say why did Noella stay around late if supposedly Heather was, like, throwing cameramen into the walls? Why did Noella stay late? Wouldn't she have gotten out of there? Or wouldn't she be asked to leave early? Noella stayed late. Like, it doesn't add up to me. Um, and he goes, Shannon, you seemed hopeful at the beginning. Why mention the lawsuit uh, against Terry Debro just when Heather was coming back into your life? And... Shannon's like, look, look, these are the pictures of Nicole James. It did. I didn't even think it was the same person. And of course she does look very different. Emily tries to jump in here 
And Shannon goes, let Gina respond, Emily. I, I am talking about this right now. And Shannon goes, I get you think I'm planning stuff and trying to stir stuff up. I get it. I get it. And Shannon's like going crazy as only Shannon can. And Shannon's like, stop interrupting, Emily. I'm not going to yell. And Andy's like, you're yelling right now, Shannon. And then she goes, can I have water? Can I have water? I've got cotton mouth. I've got. And then she takes a sip of water that gets run in. And she's like, "Um, the water earlier wasn't hydrating my mouth earlier. (laughs) Don't you hate when water doesn't hydrate your mouth? They go back to shouting immediately. And Emily goes, you know how the show works. You told two people on the show information. You pulled the pin out of the grenade and you handed it to Gina and me. Emily's got a point. That is how these shows work. A piece of information gets thrown out and then somebody runs with it. You know, usually it's like La La and Vanderpump Rules or, you know what I'm saying? Um, We go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Heather says, you know, we can take, you know, we can, we can talk about this ad nauseum, but people say I should blame Gina and Emily and not Shannon, but Shannon had ample, ample opportunity to talk to me about this, but Gina and Shannon immediately came and apologized to me after this happened. Shannon waited a week, um, and, you know, this is my life. I've got kids, Shannon. Andy says, well, why not feel betrayed by Gina and Emily? And, and she's like, yeah, they reached out to me, like I said. Um, and then Heather goes, I protected your family, Shannon. The last time I was here, I knew David was having an affair. You knew David was having an affair. The world knew David was having an affair. And we get a flashback of the 2014 reunion where David's like, we have a perfect relationship. Yeah, we have a very good relationship. I love her so much. And Shannon goes, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you, Heather? And... uh <laughs> Heather goes, you knew at the reunion, Shannon, I could have blown up your family. I would have never done that. And Shannon goes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Andy goes, she feels you did blow up her life by saying that, Shannon. And then Shannon goes, let's make it clear. It's 100% my fault. I had too much to drink. I said it. (laughs) So, sorry, I just had another coughing fit. I'm back, though. I'm good. Um... We see the clip again of Heather going, let me be 100% clear. I will fucking gut you like a fish if you ever come from my family again. And Shannon's like, you know, I was feeling threatened like you were a mob boss. And Heather's like, I was very upset. I felt betrayed. When it comes to my family, this is my lifeblood. And I'm sorry if I came off sounding like a mafia boss. If you ever, you know, it, I just, I'm sorry. Jenna goes, I thought she would sue me. And... You know, Heather's like, yo, I would never sue you. You're a single mom. I would never do that. Just for the record, I would never do anything. And then Andy goes, well, all right, we're going to leave it there. And then the new season, we come back from commercial, and uh, Andy's like, this season, Shane finally passed the bar, and Emily visited all the bars. Which, really, Emily did have a, a very drunk season. We get a clip package of Emily being a loose cannon, uh, we get Shane, the Mormon, uh, asking her if he can have butt sex with her, which just cracks me up because you know it is so damn true. You know Emily gets hammered and let Shane put things in her butt. You know it because you know Shane's like, I'm doing this the right way. We're married, and I can be a butt guy in the right in the Lord's eyes. I am doing the butt stuff in the right way. <laughs> oh my God! I just I hope this is. I hope this is the clip they use for me when uh, when I pass. I like that there's a note here, and I can't tell if this was actually in the show or I just wrote it. Like, because I could hear it in Emily's, uh, I could hear it in Andy's voice. 
the note is like, Emily was so much fun this season. So fun when Emily, so fun that Emily let Shane put it in her butt. That's has to be a me note. There's no way Andy said that. Um, he does ask her a question about <laughs> from a listener or from a viewer that says, you know, as a non-religious parent of a religious child, do you worry she'll listen to Mormon teachings more than you? And she goes, no, I'm a, uh, as a mother, I'm strong and opinionated. She'll get the best of both worlds. Uh, she's still working with the Innocence Project, um, helping, um, you know, release falsely uh, convicted criminals. Um, Dr. Jen goes, I, uh, Emily, I'll be an expert witness if you need it. I'm like, Dr. Jen, what would you be an expert witness in? Are you getting sued like three ways from Sunday for like illegal business practices right now? Uh, we do talk about Emily's dad and she gets emotional because she still talked to her dad very minimal. She doesn't get to see her dad, but he's cool. He plays guitar. He has a ponytail. We see a picture of him. She's crying. She's like, I wish he was a jerk. It'd be a lot easier. Uh, he asked, could you get to know him better? And, and she's like, he watches the show and it makes me sad because I don't want to hurt anyone, but I want to be honest. Isn't that the way with life, right? Like it just sucks that sometimes our honest truth ends up hurting other people. And I really, I, I've had such a hard time coming to terms with that. You guys, I really do. I have a hard time coming because there's no way to avoid it. You know, I've tried to find every way to avoid those things and you end up just having to lie to people and that's not the good thing to do either. And it's just hard, you know, not wanting to hurt people's feelings really sucks. But the only thing you can hope for and the thing that I realize as I get older is that people, people realize that, you know, like I think you get older and you're like, well, that does suck for me, but I got to respect that person's decision. You know, you can't argue people's feelings. But, uh, you know, Noella's like, well, Emily was the first call after my father passed. She's very caring. Um, so maybe they can rekindle this relationship. Uh, we do, a, we cut to a clip package about the, the creepy crawly, the, this evil spirit inside Gina. And it's like a clip package about Gina. It's whatever. And he asks, uh, Gina about like, you know, are you and Travis going to get married? She's like, we both, we have six kids. We went through bad divorces. You know, we got to pay for colleges. We got to rebuild. And that is kind of like the truth. Like they, I think they're moving into a new house potentially, but at that point you're just thinking, I would imagine getting your kids through life, you know, cause they seem like decent parents. Now this is the best part of the entire show. We come back from break and guess what? Andy's phone rings. It's FaceTime. It's his son, you guys. And he's like, hey, buddy. And and Ben's like, are you in California? And he's like, I am. And, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm with the Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm working. And then he goes, please fire Noella. She's horrible. Okay, buddy. Now he goes, do you want to say to hi, hi to some housewives? And... uh She's like, sure. And they're all like, you're so handsome, buddy. And, uh, you know, and Gina's like, please don't fire. Please tell your dad not to fire me, please. And then he goes, I love you, daddy. And Andy's like, I'll see you tomorrow. I, I got to tell you, man, I don't see why people give Andy hate. I think I think he's just a really cool dude. I, maybe I'm just so naive about this shit. But, like, I even love that little, like, what a cool, I don't know. His son seems really well-adjusted and really nice kid. So, I don't know. Um, and Andy's like, we're back one from one house, uh, one from one big house to one small house. Their friendship made some people jealous. And it's the friendship with Gina and, 
and uh, Heather Debro, and Shannon's like, great, uh, here we go. Shannon's like, I can't talk about it because, you know, and then Emily jumps in, and Shannon's like, Emily, this is between me and Gina. And Emily's like, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. And Shannon's like, I apologize. Should I have to do it three times? There are multiple times I've gone above and beyond for Gina and what I've done for most people, and you have been gunning for me. And Gina's like, gunning for you? I gun for no one, Shannon. Come on. And Gina goes, you weren't allowing me or Emily to be a part of anything. And Andy at this point is just looking tired. T-I-R-E-D, tired. I will say, remember when I told you that story? Way back in the day when I went and ate at the Quiet Woman, God, this is going to be three or four years ago now, uh, with Danny Pellegrino, Kate Casey came and met us, and we did the OC Ropes course, and there was a bunch of us. Who else was, I think there was like another pot, there was a, it was a good, there was a good group of people. I think Danny's boyfriend was there, it was like, her husband was there, and it was, it was really cool. And Gina and Emily came and met us, and it was like right after their first season or something. And they were telling us like how Shannon fucking like cold shoulders them all the time after that season. And then Shannon walked in with her boyfriend at the time before John Jansen or a couple before John Jansen. And she saw us over there and she shot Gina and Emily the dirtiest look. And then I got my camera out and I started like taking pictures and filming. And she looked directly at me and caught me and like gave me the coldest stare of my life. And it was really scary. I got to go back and find those pictures. I got to find out what date that was. But it was so exciting. And Gina was like, oh, shit. But I got to tell you, it is very true uh, what she say. You know, what she says here is that Shannon really did give them a very rough time. It seemed like even just from my one experience, you know. Um, so... Uh, Shannon goes, this is what you do. You go off on people at the reunion. I'm probably going to lose my voice. And Gina's like, you're going to lose your voice because you did too many ding-dong things this year and you're going to have to pay the piper. And then next week, we conclude. We have Dr. Jen saying some shit. We have Noella going after Dr. Jen. Uh, We have... Shan, guys, it just seems like another mess, but at least we'll be done. And then we're going to be moving on to greener pastures, you guys. We got Dubai. We got Kardashians. We got, uh, what, 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 oh, you got Beverly Hills. You guys, I told you, I saw the first episode of Beverly Hills. We are in for a good season. I really, truly feel that in my bones. And it's one of those things. It is, I have to say, it is the premier franchise on Bravo, period. You know, it, it really is. You watch it and you're like, damn, this is on another level. Uh, just in terms of the characterization, we know these ladies so much. Now, this, unlike the OC, we've been with these ladies for so long, but they're still, it's working, you know? It's completely opposite. We get to see Dorit's journey. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to say anymore, but it is very good, and I am so excited to talk about that with you guys and recap and have a blast with this even though there were some very dark serious scenes in the first episode so you guys have a great weekend i'm going to try to forget it's my birthday on monday but i will be here on monday i'm not taking a day off (laughs) because screw that and i hope you guys have the best weekend ever what do i always say i always say eat something good drink something great kiss somebody dance with somebody call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time tell them you love them have some time for yourself go on a walk if you want or lay in bed all day watch something cool watch something new read something if you want listen to something cool thanks for listening to this podcast but basically just try to do good out there and try to be happy make yourself happy and make someone else happy and that is it and thank you for giving my life a purpose 
And uh, I will see you, uh, or I'll hear you, or I'll talk to you on Monday. Uh, If you want more, go to the Patreon. Bye. Betches.